Welcome to Annaswick Church. We hope this message from our senior leader, Viv Liebersight, empowers and encourages you. To hear more from our church, make sure you subscribe or visit our website at annasbrook.co.nz for a service near you. We're the senior pastors of Annasbrook Church for Saxton City and Wellington. And it's incredible to have uh, Shannon and Danielle as our location pastors here in the city. Aren't they amazing? Can you please give them a huge hand? And for our amazing worship team, give them a hand this morning and our production team. They have had one of those mornings. Have you ever had one of those mornings? When things just don't go right. You might have had one of those this morning. I don't know. But I'm so glad. I'm so thankful that you've come and joined me this morning up the front. I was looking back going, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to come down here and talk to everybody. Because it's like there's so many gaps. But now I don't have to. How are you? You good? You good? How's it been for you since you've been baptized? So great, hey? Isn't that cool? That was a special, there was a special day being there to see you. Really, really amazing, amazing times. And I just really feel that today I have a, a word on my heart. And uh, it's a privilege to be here to share with you. And um, I don't get to be here often. In fact, this is the first time I've been here in the five-star experience of the uh, Rutherford. It is beautiful, really, really beautiful, particularly everything. It's just gorgeous. Do we feel comfortable and happy? Good. Give me some smiles. I love smiles. I'm actually on a mission at the moment. I'm collecting them. And um, I really am. And uh, every, every week we, after our photos come out from, here's Danielle. Danielle, stand up, Danielle. Danielle is our amazing, one of our amazing photographers. All right. And, um, and she often is taking photos. And every week we have photos come out. And I'm scanning looking for the smiles. And I've, I've started on a mission. I post them, only the ones that have smiles in <laughs> so if you, if you want to get in a photo, make sure you're smiling and you, you will get there. But um, so amazing to be here. I, I love the smile. I think it's amazing. It just warms up a room, makes a difference, right? Really does. And uh, as we get older, I always say you've got to smile more. <laughs> it just actually really helps. Anyway, revival, here we are, halfway through the year. Our theme, our big overarching theme is revival. And uh, revival um, equals uh, restoration. Another word for revival is restoration. I love that thought. That's a thought, that's a word that's been kind of ruminating around in my mind a little bit. And I love it because it actually lands nicely with our series at the moment, which is all together now. Revival equals restoration. Um, Revival brings about restoration to what was lost. So I've got some thoughts around this today. God is in the restoration business, but he needs you and I to do our bit. It's not a magic wand. Revival isn't a magic wand. Altogether now isn't a magic wand. You know, we can pray. That's amazing. And prayer is powerful. Absolutely. But there's actually, God gives us things gives us tools. And so today's a little bit of a, a toolkit going on. Um, you're going to get some, a, a couple of tools, maybe four new ones. Maybe they're not new. Maybe they just need to be refreshed. How many builders do we have in the room? Any builders? Yes. Builders. Bu- are you a builder, sir? Builder? Yes? Yes? Builders. 
Oh, I love builders. I love building, to be honest. I absolutely do. And I love infrastructure. I love thinking about how things are built. I'm, I, I'm not a builder of a, I, well, not really a physical builder, but I'm actually looking, we had about four or five hands go up, say they're builders of different things, maybe houses, maybe joinery, maybe whatever, but um, which is amazing, amazing, and I salute you all because I think you're incredible. But I'm actually looking at a room full of builders. You are all builders. You are builders. To be able to build something, to construct something, is just so powerful. I just love it. I love it. And so you are all builders. And you may be sitting there, really? Yes, you are. And at the end of today, you are going to be able to go out and you are going to be a builder. God is calling us to be a builder, to be builders. To be builders of what? Restoration, the word restore in the Hebrew is shalom, which means to make amends, to give again, to make good, to be at peace. Hello, holla, all together now, to be at peace. A few weeks ago, we had night school, which is an amazing, anyone in night school at the moment here? Yes, Shanghai. Yes, yes, yes. We have a few. Yes. Okay, so in night school, we were doing the prophetic, and um, Brent and Graham were mainly teaching about the word of prophecy and word of knowledge, these gifts. And um, I had this word, they always say, you know, come prepared with a word. And we're just, I was just there watching it, minding my own business, and a word dropped into my heart. And I thought, is this for now? No. And next week, the same thing, it was there. No. No, not to share, not to share. And the, and the series went on the prophetic. And I felt, no, it's not to be shared. And I don't know why. And then when I was given this opportunity today to share, it came back, boom, like a lightning bolt. And the word that God gave me is this, bridge. Bridge. Not the game bridge, hello, but bridge, as in a bridge that links a gap together. Bridge means to restore, reconcile, unite, resolve, connect, join, link. So I'm talking about the um, to bridge the gap between two people or things means to reduce it or get rid of it. How do we do this? God is calling us, my friends, to be bridge builders bridge builders. And I just feel like, I don't know where you're, where you're at. I don't know um, if there's a gap between yourself and someone else right now that needs to be reduced and closed up. I don't know. But all I know is that God has given me this word, bridge, and he's called us to close the gap and build the bridge. Be bridge builders. And uh, I went on a little journey when I was thinking about bridges and started looking at pictures. There are so many bridges all over the world. And I don't know if you think about it when you go on a bridge, when you travel on a bridge, do you think about the infrastructure? We rode over the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco. Anyone done that? It was amazing. Major bottom sore after that. I was going to say something else, but anyone? It was a big bike ride. And it's incredible. Like you think of those towers, which they towers, and then they go up, 
and the suspension of the bridge, da da da. The, the, the longest suspended bridge is in Japan, the longest um, span from tower to tower. It's massive. I wrote it down somewhere 1,991 meters. That's quite a lot. That's a big expanse between one tower to the other. But do you ever think when you go over a bridge, how the heck was this thing built? I mean, honestly, how you know, over bodies of water, how deep do they have to put those towers into the, into, the, into the bedrock? They have to get down there. They're not just floating bridges. They're not. Anyway, my mind just goes into infrastructure. And so um, when I think about this, I start to think, God, what do you want to, us to learn about bridge? Bridges. And he just said, I just want, I want my people to be bridge builders. Why? And he goes, because I am. I am. I'm a bridge builder. That's my deal. I mean, Jesus was a carpenter, right? We know that. He built, he learned to build houses and furniture and, and stuff like that. But his main role was to build a bridge. In fact, he is the bridge. And so he's called you and I to walk in his footsteps. This might be a new thought to you today. That's okay. I want you to think right now, is there a gap between you and someone? Is there a distance? At the beginning of this year, when revival came, I felt also drop into my heart that marriages would be restored. That relationships between um, brothers and sisters, parents and children, work colleagues, where people had actually started walking in avoidance of people. I really felt that God said that is where revival is going to come. Revival isn't all about fuzzy-wuzzy feelings. We love that. Healings and miracles. We love that. One of the greatest healing miracles is to see broken relationships, broken marriage, broken friendships, broken people be restored back to wholeness. That is a heart out miracle right there, right? Amazing. I know in my own life when I've had like dysfunction with somebody and there's been avoidance going on and rah, 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 and things have gone on. There's been hurt. There's been offense. And when both parties have been able to lean into building a bridge, reducing the gap, that relationship has gone on to be so much more powerful and fruitful because we've been able to get over that thing. You know, we, we use a bit of a, a statement. It's called a whip statement, build a bridge and get over it. It's kind of like one of that. Like, that's what I'm, not, I'm, I'm kind of not really saying that. I think we need to build a bridge for strength and for reconciliation. So cool. So anyway. Paul, he gives us some great tools, and I'm, I've got a picture. There's a picture, which I found, in my little, little wee study. Can we put the picture up, or did it go up? There it is. We have a bridge. There's two people, and um, one's trying to get to the other, and that is actually a bridge, and it's an unfinished bridge. And so I just thought, this is perfect, perfect, because I'm talking about four planks, that picture was for my message today. Thank you, Internet. And um, four planks. Very clearly, the Word of God teaches us how we actually have to, if we're going to build a bridge, reduce a gap, 
between us and somebody else. We actually have to put some planks. We have to build the planks. I wish I had some actual physical planks, but I didn't quite get there. But here we have some pictures. You can see them. So those planks are going to be laid down in front of that person so that she can get to the other side to reconcile with the other person on the other side. So in um, Ephesians, Paul tells us how to do this. He gives us four planks in Ephesians 4, 1 to 3. I'm going to read it to you. He's in prison. He says, So I, the prisoner for the Lord, appeal to you to live a life worthy of the calling to which you have been called. So this is what we've been called to live. That is to live a life that exhibits godly character, moral courage, personal integrity, and mature mature behavior. A life that expresses gratitude to God for your salvation. That's our calling. Then it says, here's the planks. With all humility, love that word, forsaking self-righteousness and gentleness, maintaining self-control with patience, bearing with one another an unselfish love, make every effort to keep the oneness of the spirit and the bond of peace. Each individual working together to make the whole successful. That's our big overarching all together now scripture for today goes on in the message it says you were all called to travel on the same road and in the same direction so stay together both outwardly and inwardly you have one master one faith one one baptism one God and father of all who rules over all works through all and is present in all everything you are and think and do is permeated with oneness big scripture I know a lot of words, but how powerful is that? That is a powerful word of God. Amazing. So here are the bridge building planks from that scripture. There are four of them. You may have picked them out. The first one is this. Plank number one is humility. As I said, love it. We love the word. Humility has the perspective to put others first. That's what humility is. This is a key thing. It has the assurance that serving others is far more valuable than worrying about one's own life. Philippians tells us so boldly that it should radically change our heart in the pursuit of humility. Humility is being humble. It says this, be free from pride-filled opinions, for they will only harm your cherished unity. Don't allow self-promotion to hide in your hearts, but in authentic humility, put others first and view others as more important than yourselves. Abandon every display of selfishness. Possess a greater concern for what matters to others instead of your own interests. Cool scripture, hey? That sums up humility. It's in humility we consider others better than ourselves. That's how we do this. Here's the building plank. We consider others to be better. We're not in a competition here. We serve others. You know, it's in human nature, it's our condition to think about ourselves first. It's why often when there's a, a chance to give an offering for missions, we make sure our personal expenses are covered first, generally. Generally, or why some look for anything to get them out of a service project to help maybe people who are not so well fed or homeless. 
I know that sounds a bit harsh. Or why climbing the corporate ladder is usually a bit messy and hurtful. These are the truths. I'm just saying. Putting it out there. Putting others before yourself is hard and requires sacrifice. Are you enjoying this message so far? It means stepping back and allowing others to take the credit, even if it's for something that you've done and worked hard for. It manifests in celebrating the success of others when they are recognized or when something good has happened. You've heard me say it a lot, maybe or maybe not. But when good things happen to other people, they get the promotion, they get the blessing, they get the healing. They get whatever it is, the new this or that. You are so happy for them. You are like, yay. Seriously, that is humility. The opposite is when you're like, oh, why them? Why not me? Looking at people all the time and and like comparing yourself to them. That is not humility, my friends. Like being happy when other people are blessed is humility. Hard, eh? <laughs> but this is the truth. This is humility. And I believe it's a gift from God. And it's a plank that we need to be building. Totally. Go the extra mile to serve, to serve, to serve. Um, yeah. <laughs> when you rock up, when people rock up here on a Sunday, week in, week out, to volunteer to serve, that is building connectivity, which is creating unity. That is humility, my friends. Serving others. I want you to think right now. Have a little think about how you could serve the people even in your world, maybe even your spouse, or if you have one, or a close friend, or some other relationship. How could you serve that person better? How could you go the extra mile? What is it that they love? How do they love their coffee? Do something different to show that you are thinking of them more than you think of yourself. It is where you actually are saying, you are more important than me. That's simply it, simply put. How do I build a bridge? Just think this. What can I do to serve the person, help put their needs first? So seriously, guys, if there's someone you can think of, maybe, maybe you know, for you there is somebody. I guarantee in the future there will be somebody where you need to build a bridge towards. Someone who has offended you, someone who's hurt you. We're humans. We get offended. Stuff happens, Right? So tuck this away. This is, this is a tool to build that bridge so we don't have gaps, so we can create the unity. Can, we can keep moving together on the same road that God's called us to do. So first thing you think is, what can I do? What can I do to serve that person, to put them first? What is it? What do they love? What type of, what type of drinks are they like? What type of food? What is it? What's their love language? Maybe, I don't know. Get creative, people. I think it's time to get creative in our serving and our loving on people. Plank number two is this. As the word says, gentleness. Gentleness goes a long way in any conversation, relationship, or situation. Gentleness. Proverbs says that it has the ability to turn away wrath. It does. 
a gentle word. Someone comes to you and they're like, if you're just gentle back, it will dispel that wrath. It actually will. Its power is great and is truly a powerful bridge builder. Gentleness, gentleness. When you interact with someone, Colossians says we should do it in grace. Be graceful, gracious. That's how we speak to them, particularly in a tense moment. Being kind with someone when your instinct is to lash out or correct is gentleness in action. So when your instinct is normally to give them full barrels and be like that, and instead you come back, you settle yourself, be gentle, that is gentleness in action. Colossians 4 says, be gracious in your speech. The goal is to bring out the best in others in a conversation, not put them down, not cut them, not cut them out. Therefore, when anger begins to brew in you and in the other person, it's our responsibility to diffuse the tension. Choose to turn the table by responding in kindness and gentleness. Choosing gentleness speaks volumes. Volumes. You see, anger is normally loud. But gentleness is quiet, but it speaks volumes. Quite cool, isn't it, to those around you and helps foster unity in your relationships. I just want to say, gentleness is a fruit of the Spirit. It's one of the many. It's so cool. We need to pray for it, absolutely, but we need to put it into action. The next plank Plank number three, we're getting through them real, real quick. Here we go, we're building, we're building. We've got humility, we've got gentleness, and we have got patience. Patience. Praying for patience doesn't usually work out the way you hope. In fact, it often puts you in moments when patience is absolutely darn well tested, right? So we like trying to be patient. We're praying for patience. a good thing to pray for, Absolutely. The moment you ask God for help to be patient, you get stuck in traffic. (laughs) Anyone got stuck in traffic lately in Nelson? And you show up to places late in work for work. We have done that. I have done that many, many, many times. And lately it's getting worse. So I'm having to actually talk to myself about being patient. First of all, create more margin in your life. Not always possible stuff happens. But right now, we are in Nelson dealing with a horrific traffic situation. A lot of you know what I'm talking about. So God is testing our patience. So what do we do when we're stuck in traffic again and again and again? And we just can't get there when we want to. God, give me patience. So let's turn those moments into incredible moments. I've got more time right now. You know, like, I don't know what you do, but... Instead of getting all frustrated and angry, turn it into a, okay, I've got some time. I've got some downtime right now. I'm driving. Let me be praying for somebody. Let me do something. Put some worship on. Listen to something. Turn your car into a learning schoolroom. Do something. These are amazing opportunities. Flip it round. Flip it round. If you start to feel yourself getting patient and patient in those moments, Oh my gosh, what about this one when the toddler froze a fit in the supermarket? Anyone had that? When I was writing this, a picture came back to my mind of me back in the day, a few days, in Stoke Car Park, Stoke. I was at New World, and I had a toddler, and I had a baby. 
the baby happens to be right here. She's no longer a baby. It's my daughter, Crystal, worship, was helping worship lead today. And I had Jared, who was about, so that 18 months apart. So, you know, it's a busy moment. And um, I just had to leave. Things were going down. I think the, the toddler was having a fit. And I just had to leave the trolley. Anyone had to do that. I left the trolley full of groceries. I think I just said, hey, I will be back. I will be back. <laughs> you know, and my patience was gone. It was totally gone. I just, I had toddler underarm like that, like a rugby ball and the, the baby in a car seat thing, you know, bag over here. It's like Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman was hurtling out of the car park. There were people who saw me and relayed this, this entertaining thing back to me later. We saw you. You were like Superwoman. Yes, I was. Very impatient and very angry. Not a good result, actually. Although, I don't know. I don't know. I can't. I just, did I go back for the groceries? I can't remember that part. I just remember that picture. We pray for patience and then stuff happens. How do we respond? God is saying, build the plank. Build a plank of patience. Amazing. Here's another one. The dishwasher has not been emptied and people have left dirty dishes on the bench hoping that someone else will empty it. What the heck? Anyone feel my pain? Oh, yeah, it is far out. Recently-ish at our, at our work office, we installed a dishwasher because our, work, our kitchen bench was forever covered in dishes. No one would put their dishes, do their dishes and put them away. So we did, got a dishwasher. Yes. I was away recently, been away for a few days, came back into the office, can't wait to get back into the work, got into the kitchen. There, the sink is full of dirty dishes. And the dishwasher, we actually have a little system. It says if it's full, um, you, you turn it on and you put on the, um, on the front of it, you flip the sign around, it says empty me, empty me. That means the dishwasher has gone through. So empty me. It's easy, isn't it? <laughs> Guess what? It wasn't emptied. <laughs> and right there I thought, keep cool. First day back at work after a few days of not being around. Don't lose the plot. It's not a good look, Viv. I think I was quite loud, hoping that everyone down the offices was hearing my frustration. Don't know if you heard it, Shannon. But I think I, I, think I said, oh, for goodness sake. These people have had too good of mothers. Their mothers have been way too good to them. Patience, my friends, as means being slow to anger. And having the wisdom to not be hasty. Mm. When it's tested, when your blood begins to boil, you want to rush into a situation and say some things. It's always wise to take a momentary breather. To gain some perspective of the moment and act in an understanding way. And this will be beneficial. So beneficial to your relationships. Focus on patience. Catch yourself in the moments it is tested. Embrace how you can grow in that moment. Catch yourself and see, how can I grow right now? This is practical because I'm quite practical. But this is how we do revival. Hello. <laughs> it is. This is how we do all together now. 
God wants us on the same plane. He wants us on the same page. He wants the gaps reduced. He wants bridges to be built. He wants us reconciled to one another as he reconciled us to the Father. Proverbs 14, 29, when your heart overflows with understanding, you'll be very slow to get angry. But if you have a quick temper, your impatience will be quickly seen by all. Oh, and it's generally quite ugly. Have you ever caught yourself in the mirror being impatient? Certainly not the smiley, happy look. <laughs> Normally ages you 20 years. I have seen myself. I thought, who is that old person looking so angry? <laughs> build the bridge. Come on, builders. Any builders in the room so far? How many more builders are there in this room right now in this moment? Only a few. Come on, people. All the rest of you are, no, not me. I don't want to build this. This, like, this is too hard. What are you asking? I'm not asking you. I'm just relaying what the Word of God says. Come on. You are all builders. God has called us. It's a high calling. Paul talks about it. We're builders. Humility. Gentle. Gentle goes the way. Gentle. Patience. And the last plank is what it's all anchored on. And it's the beautiful plank. It's number four. It's love. Love is our greatest mandate. It's beautiful. Matthew 22 says this. Teacher, that's Jesus, what is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus replied, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. That is unselfishly seek the best or high good for others. The whole law and the writing of, writings of the prophets depend on these two commandments. That's it. So love, the plank of love, to be fair, must be the first one, truly. It must undergird everything, the plank of love. When we commit to loving others, we are doing one of the most important things we can be doing on this earth. It's not an afterthought or something meant only for those closest to us, for those like us. Or for those that we like have something in common with? No, it's not. Love is for everybody. It's our highest calling. And what it is, is wanting the best for others. So if we remember that. I'm not talking about a romantic thing here. I'm just talking about it's called God's love. Agape is what it is. That's the cool word for it. But it's actually wanting the best for somebody else. That should be our motivating thing behind it. It's not agenda. We don't have agendas to get. All of our agenda is to see others reach their full potential. Be all who they're called, God has called them to be. Romans says you should outdo one another in showing kindness. 
what, what night was it? Not last night, the night before, we were watching YouTube, acts of kindness. I, I didn't even know how we got there, but we got there. Honestly, I was reduced to tears. If you want to have a little bit of a reminder of how to love people, YouTube, acts of kindness. Honestly, the things that we saw was so moving. And again, it reminded me of like, like humongous and highways. A little old, little dear lovely lady on a walker was trying to get across. And all these people in scooters came and formed like a, a, a barrier in front of all the traffic so she could get across. It was so, so cool. And we saw the vet that like yesterday we were driving and we saw a dear gentleman with his walker walking across the road. And it just reminded me, that, oh yes, we must stop. <laughs> no. Sometimes we need to be reminded of acts of kindness and look at these things. They're all there for us to look at. When was the last time you were actually loving and kind to somebody else and thought of somebody? Imagine, imagine how we could transform our community. If we, the followers of Jesus, actually loved, we were patient, we were gentle in situations. We were humble. We let others go first in a queue. Stand aside, let someone else come. That often freaks us out because I want to be first. I'm in a hurry. I don't want to be a doormat. You're never going to be a doormat. That's not what this is about. And if people walk over you, so what? Because people walked over Jesus. And what did he do? He said nothing. He took it. As we are bridge builders, we are the catalyst for unity. It's incredibly desired by God for us and for His world, for His kingdom. He longs to see His children live out humility, gentleness, patience, and love among each other in a broken world so that a broken world can have hope and see that there is a real God He is a loving God through you and I. Seek unity in your relationships. Watch as people flourish in ways you've never witnessed before. It's so important. Bring unity into your world by being a bridge builder. Broken relationships aren't magically restored. Yes, we can pray for them, but I believe we need to act and build the planks of humility, gentleness, patience, and love to reach out to them. So right now in this time, we're just going to close and and I want us, each one of us, to think, have you got a relationship where there is a gap? If you could just all all close your eyes because I really want to spend this moment just praying over us as a group and praying for these things to come into our lives and praying for these new tools. Is there anyone right now in this moment that you know that you need to reach out to. You need to begin to build a bridge. I'm not saying it will happen overnight, but there may be some small steps you need to do. So Father, I just pray for us. I pray, Lord God, for every person here who right now is thinking of someone that they need to build a bridge to, that there is a gap. 
And I declare that that gap is going to be reduced as a build, as a bridge is built, as humility, gentleness, and patience and love is put into action. I can see. I can see once again, arms around people, hands being held, hands being shaked, like as an agreement back again. I can see laughter come back. I'm declaring it. I can see marriages full of passion again, going to the next level, just like, and putting things beside. I can, I can hear, I can see, I can see offenses being dropped as the bridge is being built. I see it. I see it. I see the things that were like causing the the chasm to just fade away into nothing as a strong bridge is being built, a strong lasting bridge in Jesus' name over every relationship that is present here and not present. So right now I just declare it. I declare these, these amazing tools to become part of each and every one of your world in Jesus' name. Humility, gentleness, patience, and love to come. And Lord, I pray, God, as we are tested, because I know we will be. I know I will be, even today. I, I get it. It's how it works. But God, I just pray for right then grace, that I will be gracious, that these dear, beautiful people will be gracious, that you, they, will, they will respond in a different way. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If this is a new thought to you today, even learning about how Jesus is the bridge, well, He used every one of those planks to bridge to us. He used humility to go to the cross, gentleness, patience, and love, absolutely. He did that for us when He hung on that cross. But He is still the bridge today, and He is for you. If you feel distant from God, Having a relationship with Jesus will connect you back to Him because He is the bridge. So in this moment, I would love to pray for anybody, encourage anybody in this room. Are you feeling distant? Like it might not be with another person, but it's actually between you and God. The bridge is Jesus and you absolutely, desperately need Him in your life. This may be a new thought. It may be something that you want to, to um, look into. I want to encourage you to keep coming, keep listening, keep hearing the word. But I want to pray for anyone in the room today who would love to have Jesus help them be the big bridge builder. If there's anyone who would like to be included in that prayer, just lift up your hand. Bless you. It's awesome. Bless you too. Anyone else want to join these two amazing people saying, yes, yes, I need Jesus. He is the one who gives us patience, humility, gentleness, and love. So Father, I just thank you. Thank you. Bless you, honey. I pray for these ones. Lord, I pray right now, Jesus, that you would come and you would take their hand and you would walk them across the bridge. You would give them these tools of humility, gentleness, patience, and love. I pray it would be a new way of thinking, a new way of responding. Holy Spirit, come and give them these gifts, Lord, I pray in Jesus' name and relationship with you, most importantly. Jesus, without you, we are like, (laughs) we are bridgeless. We are like 
just floundering around in the water, sinking. So, Father, we need you. We need you in our lives. In Jesus' name. We hope you enjoyed this message. If you're wondering what the next step in your faith journey looks like, please get in touch with us. Email us at info at or visit our website.